0: This is Bruce. This is John. And this is Trav. Welcome to the TriTech Games Podcast. Your game where you see something fantastical and magical and realize you're not in Kansas anymore. Or Earth for that matter. Tonight we will be discussing both Bureau 13 and Fringeworthy, but also a setting which I was able to actually make part of Bureau 13 canon. Now, many of you have heard me discuss on many previous podcasts the Second World Sourcebook by Stephen Palmer Peterson. And it was a D20 advanced sourcebook which brought about many new rules, many of which which I have adopted in my own games, but also it brought in a dual-world setting called The Second World. You want to check out something really cool? to tune in to the tri-tac podcast what's that you say tri-tac what's a tri-tac tri-tac is one of the oldest role-playing companies around they make games like friends wedlock ftl 2448 hardwired hinterland beach bunny bimbos with blasters designed for d20 and savage worlds these games will kick your dice into overdrive whether you want to combat the denizens of the underworld travel the galaxy Get crazy with bimbos or travel the multiverse and do it all. Tritac has you covered. Go to TritacGamers.com to see what it's all about. That's T-R-I-T-A-C Gamers.com. And check out our weekly podcast at TritacSystems.PodBeam.com or simply enter keyword Tritac in iTunes. You're going to love it. Now, campaign rules are things like Uh, Let's see, adding defense bonuses to characters and using action points and reputation and using the D20 wealth system. And, ooh, this is something I like and I use a lot. Influence points. Now, pretty much the ratio is 1,000 gold pieces equal 1 IP. Now, using an IP would mean political... Or societal mojo. You could have a relatively low wealth, but a lot of political pull. Or you could be, uh, let's see, somebody with high wealth and low IP. Best example, a new lottery winner. Yeah, that's right. I got $47 million. You would be considered Nouveau Riche, would be being nice to you. There, I'm sure there would that's be a exactly lot of people. That's exactly what the term is. Yes. You would have one of those you, but, but the distinction of being nouveau riche You don't have the money You have the money but you don't have the power You don't have that prestige which IP represents So Not Only that IP, but you also don't know how to use the money Right exactly And after a while you learn to use the money And thereby you would gain the IP Because you start making connections And you Okay a good a real world example of IP Letter of recommendation It would be that would be the best way to describe it. Let's say you get a letter of recommendation from a college in order to get a new job in your field. That might be a one IP reward that you can use to get into a corporation. And that's something else which I want to bring up as far as the organizations that if you were in the second world, you would deal with. Let me get to.
1: Oh I I saw that list. Actually, the list of the first world corporations that do business with the second world.
0: Yes, which would be Solstice International, the um Mode Gamma, which are the Flare Hunters and then Seven. Um and and there's a bunch of second world corporations and entities and organizations. There are other org- there are other corporations which Straddle those worlds One of them is called the Blue Conglomerate Or Blue Con Yeah, they, they're into trains and planes And travel and all this In the second world, their main job is If you have the money, they will ship magic items Which are easily made in the second world And they will work once you get in the first world It's casting the spells To make the magic items, that's the problem See, I have this Is This is how, and it's, oh god There's Project there's the two projects, one for, I believe it's Project Magnus is the Bureau's magical R&D division, and then Project Geller's the sci-tech one. Project Magnus would be heavily here in the second world, which seven, the Bureau 13 in the second world would do. And then they'd just ship massive amounts of magic items over to the first world and distribute them to Bureau agents blue con sells them to whoever has the money secret cross world trade invisibility is a second level spell do you want to know what type of money would be paid for a scroll or a ring of invisibility and that's just a second level spell imagine if you had cure disease or raise dead how much a staff of life would cost and and the the gold piece. it's one gold piece equals 10 bucks so if you have something that's 120,000 gold pieces, that's $1.2 million in the real world.
1: The fact that you could actually use that staff to, to, you know, raise the dead. Yeah. It's worth where yeah. it's worth. How much It's worth wherever you want. You're willing to pay for it.
0: Right. Well, that's, that, that's like the rule of collecting. Something is only as much as worth as whatever idiots willing to pay for it. Yeah. And, but the, 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 uh, the three organizations as I said Habrek seven mode gamma. Now, In Bureau 13, the way they have it is that this world influence kind of buffs arcane and divine magic. Psionic has no buffer, and the warden powers work just fine. So that means you could go to the second world, become a... First worlders, first world humans have the option to be very powerful. Because, yeah, they have access to second world magic. And first world science Technomagic becomes a big thing As long as it's not elementally powered Because you see on the second world chart, John Harness fire, elemental fire and lightning are hard blocked Excuse me That does not mean you still can't As long as it's not of an elemental binding power Technomagic becomes very useful This is where I use the old perpetrated press books Arsenal and Factory So you've got things like Technomagic explosives, Technomagic firearms, robots and computers. Problem is, it takes very rich people or corporations to make them. You could be flying around First World New York in Technomagic power armor, but you're going to be paying hundreds of thousands of gold pieces to do it. Well, considering how hard it would be to get power armor, I would be perfectly happy with that. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. Blue Corp You could get it from them, but it would be a custom job. You'd be better off working for Blue Corp. Because these organizations, they have ways to get into these organizations, which for players, there's a new stat they come up with called commitment. You have three points of commitment. Pretty much, if you have three points of commitment, you're you're pretty much busting butt the 16 hours you're awake. Now, there's feats. And, like, a ring of sustenance might give you a couple points extra. At the most, you could have four points of commitment where you're up to 12 to 14 hours a day. And, like, a ring of sustenance would make it where you don't need to sleep as much and you have a little more hustle. But these organizations, in order to get into, like, Habrex 7, let's say you shunt over and you're in. Because Habrex 7 has... A small office in Second World New York, and yeah, they have a shift gate, which is a 10-foot globe metal cage that transports between that and the similar one in the First World. So they will shunt stuff back and forth regularly. Habrex 7, they have offices, I think, let's see, LA, New York, Chicago, Seattle, and DC, there's just no... Because there's nothing in Washington, D.C. That's not the America, the Central Empire capital. In the second world, that's Chicago. But in all but Washington, D.C., Haberick Seven or just Seven also have a shift gate there. So they're constantly shifting stuff back and forth. You can get into Seven now because this is D20 modern, they don't even investigate skill in Pathfinder. You'd have to probably come up with sense motive as the appropriate skill, but you pay an IP cost and you make a role based on a DC for whatever skills listed for the organization. There's two levels. There's liaison and agent. Liaison is okay. You kind of work for seven, but you're not really beholden to them. Once you've become a liaison, you can upgrade to agent. And that's two commitment, which means you pretty much are with them all the time. You are considered a full-time agent of seven. A liaison means, yeah, we'll call you in every so often. What's the term? A consultant. Because they realize, okay, yeah, they made the grade. We can trust them. And after a little while, they say, you know what? If you want to be in, you're in. We'll let you've proven yourself. Now, all of the organizations in the Second World Sourcebook have various rules and positions. BlueCon, heck, they have, I think, three. Let me go back here real quick. Agent, field operative, and executive. Now, you can get various favors and types of equipment depending on your organization because the organization supplies a lot of the stuff. This kind of takes the place of the requisition rules in D20 Modern where you can sit there and say okay I want to get oh a wondrous item well the blue conglomerate 6 level wizards make wondrous items from them constantly you just make the the check for let's see appraise or knowledge business would and they're pretty much the same skill it's like craft chemical and craft alchemy are pretty much the same skill it just depends where you learned it and if you like Gain A Let's say a rank when you gain a level And you've known one You'll end up learning the other because remember Alchemy is what gave us our Backbone for modern chemistry But let's say I'm okay I work for the blue con And I am a field operative And I want to get a wonder item Made by up to a 6th level wizard so 3rd level Spells it's a straight roll on the appraise check. And the DC is determined elsewhere in the book. But then it, it would be like requisitioning. Yeah, you can get it. You could use it. If you leave Blue Con, you're done. You can. You have to give it back after a while. And let's see. You could even get like artifacts like a Ring of Water Elemental Command, the Instant Fortress, or a Ring of Regeneration. So I mean they've got some powerful artifacts but it just depends your level of proficiency in the organization. I think actually Bluecon you can actually have two positions at once, but it means you're a full-time employee.
1: Yeah. Well, looking at it, you would have to have four commitment to be both a field be a field operative and an executive or or you could just be a, a field operative and part and a part-time agent.
0: You can also take a special position called an op exec. This has a total commitment cost of three, and you can use the most favorable access bonuses from either the field operative or the executive. But you must gain access to both positions normally. But once you do, yeah, you get pretty much anything. And also, these organizations have links to other domains. The Blue Con has the mayor's office, which... Due to power struggles in the second world, the mayor's office is, what's the term, a paper tiger. The sword guild, which is a local mercenary guild, and the Red Society, the assassins of the Red Society. Basically, they are the mob in New York City. Now, the aforementioned Shen family in the Kabbalah families in Bureau 13, there is a Shen family here as well, run by a man named Randolph Shen. Who, if You could even marry into the family and gain a position. So the Shens, they also straddle both dimensions, as does um, Patrick McCann and Solstice International. The Shens and McCann I got from this setting, and they are now part of Bureau 13 Canon. This is all part of the open content that the author...
1: I see that. Actually, it's Honorary Shen. Yes. You basically marry into it, if it sounds... or or, Or you're adopted. One or the other, I can imagine...
0: Well, they're, yeah, there's Silk Tiger and Honorary Shen, yeah. Uh, and of course, if, if let's say you marry one of the daughters and you give up your name and become a Shen, you're going to get a little more mojo in the organization than if you just, yeah, I married your daughter, she took my name. Okay, you're still part of the family, but not quite a Shen. Now, the Red Family or the Red Society, they are the mob. They are, if you come to the City of Runes, which... Strangely, it looks a lot like first world New York, including skyscrapers in a medieval setting. It's, it's, well, it's a wonder what a Lyra building can do. But yeah, the Red Society, they are the mob for all intents and purposes, arose by any other name. And you would use, well, it says gather information, which would be, well, diplomacy now. Currently the most powerful criminal organization In Second World New York They have their hands in drug running, loan sharking, protection Trafficking and unsavory material components And pretty much everything of a criminal nature They run two of the largest casinos in the city And provide a variety of other services That few organizations have the will to become involved in Uh, You can be a guild member or an assassin Now, BlueCon has a link with Now, let's say you want to make You want to be a BlueCon executive And you need to contact a Red Society assassin for something Well, under the domains column for an executive of BlueCon It shows, yeah, you can make requests of the Red Society But there's added minuses to your roles Because you're doing it secondhand But that's how these domains are all linked So you could be a member of Habrek 7 And you're dealing with other other first, other second world organizations, let's see, ACI, these are the people that use the liars of building to make the skyscrapers, blue conglomerate executives, captain in the city guard, and the mayor's office. So you can actually contact they HAPREC 7, the Bureau 13 of this world, actually has already made inroads into the power structure of New York City because they've been there now for a couple decades. And Derek Mansfield and Agent Sharon Stiles are pretty much the two that run this particular branch here in Second World New York. Uh, the City of Runes is great because, yeah, it's the power of the magical rune. There is, like, a version of the Empire State Building. And you're there in on Manhattan, and all of a sudden you'll see this giant blue glowing rune just run up the side of the building and then disappear and occasionally another rune might flash across another building just out of the blue 5 minutes later like 7 blocks away magic arcane magic codified magic is very very powerful and you can tell by the first world sort the first world people who come here and learn magic and now they've put it to use making second world New York look a lot like first world New York
1: so it's it's possible to be a guild member of the of the Red Society and work as a field agent for Bluecon,
0: as long as you are you got the fulfilling commitment. Your commitment Yeah, as
1: long as you got you the can commitment. you
0: can be in more than one organization. If you do one of each, you could be in three organizations, but that's like burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, you are hustling. That's where a ring of sustenance will come in real handy, so you can sleep for four hours a day. Yeah, or you
1: could be a guild member and a detective in the city guard.
0: Oh no, the city guard here in the in in the city of Runes is corrupt AF. <laughs> you know what AF means? You know exactly what I'm saying. I'm bypassing censorship here. Oh no, the city guard is known for its corruption. But if you're like a first world cop and you get in there and you start solving cases, yeah, you can get yourself promoted. But all the corrupt cops are gonna be looking at you, going, "Yeah, we're you know doing the fingers to your eyes and pointing to them, you know, like we're watching you."
1: Yeah, Serpico.
0: There's even a club that, because they use warden bindings, it's called House Usher. And you can get in there, and it's like a techno, it's like a rave club, where you walk in. You're in a medieval setting, and all of a sudden you walk in, and it's like, oops. You know, because they've used the warden bindings to help make lights, amps. Um, You can get a cell phone from them, which pretty much is good as long as you stay in the City of Runes. As long as you're within, like, basically Manhattan and maybe one of the boroughs, it's like having a modern-day flip phone. Right. Well, as long as you understand the concept, you can probably find a magical analog. Well, yeah. I mean, you could make, if you had, you know, the, if you were to use, like, Arsenal or Factory, which you can get from, like, Noble Night no, NoblenightGames.com. I mean, the company went out of business long ago, but they still got books. You could sit there and make a Technomagic magic smartphone. But I mean, this particular phone, it's actually a favor and advantage that you can get by, oh, I want to have membership in House Usher. I was a rock musician back, in the, back on Earth. And, oh, this looks like a place where I could perform every night. Well, if you work your mojo, you can get this cell phone. And as I said, it'd probably be about the equivalent of a flip phone.
1: Now, I see the description for, I'm looking at right now, it's on page 209, cell phone and cross world call. Does that mean what I think it means?
0: Yes, you can call back to the first world because at House Usher there is a operator named Lily who chain smokes like a demon, but she's on that she's on that board, and she will link you through to a first world number. One rinky dingy, two rinky dingy. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, uh, here no, no here's a question
1: here's a here's a question question Trav because I because there are first world corporations. If you if you are say immune like a bureau agent or someone who's you know been around enough not to you know be sucked into the second world can you travel there?
0: If you know about it yeah you should be able to I don't see why not if you've managed to block exile you can bounce between the worlds freely if you have the ability. Uh, here's the thing there's there's a, a type of actually it is a favor and let me look it up. I believe it is called—no, co- not expatriation. Where is it? Yeah, how it is for me, it's—what what do I say? It's no longer a walk down memory lane. It's a 5K— Repatriation? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Repatriation basically is, okay, you've been shunted to the second world. You try going back to the first world, you get snapped back in half a week. Repatriation is a way to extend your stay in the first world— now, it's either through casting spells or there is a magic item based on that spell called the Ring of Quiet, which basically says, OK, you are allowed to stay on the first world for a week before exile snaps you back.
1: Yeah, because to be honest, I can't see a corporation operating if if they keep losing members to the. Uh...
0: To exile. Yeah.
1: But they also you need someone who can you know go back and forth and deal with things. So having a, an immunity to refer- to being shunted,
0: and also when you when you get repatriated, you don't have to deal with world resistance anymore. You cast spells normally. Mm. Yes,
1: repatriation sounds like it's more for people who've been shunted. Yes. Versus people who basically, you know, oh, yes, we we have a gate. In our, we had the gate in the basement, you know, in the, the act that we have in the loading docks. And we send things through, you know, and back and forth, you know, it's and we, we have, were saying our accountants over next week to do the
0: books. <laughs> well, yeah. And the thing is, it's like the first and second world, they just don't ship magic items back. There's things like old World War One lighters that work.
1: A Zippo lighter from World War II is simply flint and steel and oil. That um, know, I just described most a medieval most um, original lanterns.
0: Yeah, mo- uh, binoculars work just fine as long as there's no electrical component. Binoculars work better than a spyglass. Uh, first aid kits, uh, second world version of a healer's kit, is only slightly better because what makes our first world kit so nice doesn't work in the second world. so it's light, convenient, cheap. Wait, wait
1: okay, uh now, if you go to some place that doesn't have optics, do the your gla- your optic do your spy glasses or your binoculars stop work?
0: optics work throughout the second world. there's no place like you know how the feral warden blocks agriculture and animal husbandry that optics wouldn't work,
1: okay, it's just that it's you 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 probably won't be able to make your own, but you can bring in outside.
0: Well, if you don't have the technology to grind the lenses, no, you can't. But the optics discipline still works in the second world. Okay, so you
1: have to look at that chart really careful because if it's not checked off, just the prerequis- prerequisites checked off, it's c- crossed out.
0: It just means it hasn't been discovered yet. That's all it means.
1: But you can, no, I mean crossed out, as in hard, no. Oh,
0: not- hard limit, no, then you can't do it.
1: But if, it's, but if that's the only thing that's crossed off and the other things are still available, then they're still available, you're just not from that area.
0: Well, no, what it is, if it's not... Okay, the X, hard limit, can't do it. Check, it's been discovered. If it's empty, it hasn't been discovered yet. That's all that means. But say it's empty above a hard check. Well, if it's a hard check, whatever arrows that lead after that hard limit, you can't use them anyways, unless you find... A side step, magical side step.
1: So basically, a hard limit is a hard limit. So basically, if it's if it's not checked or crossed off, you can still use it. But if if the prerequisite for say optics, no, I don't. I've lost that page.
0: Optics is not doesn't have a prerequisite. Let me go back to the tech page. So basic chemistry. Let's say if you cross off basic chemistry in the chemistry cluster, which actually alchemy is the prerequisite. Let's say you put a hard limit on basic chemistry that means electricity expert chemistry do not work and from there any discipline that uses basic ex- basic or ex- expert chemistry or electricity it's like a cascade once you stop the waterfall the water doesn't fall anymore
1: so that's why the entire chemistry cluster is checked off yes it's crossed out on on that page okay okay
0: and you'll and you'll notice that in the aircraft cluster the iron age cluster steam age and information age you have those hard limits for basic and expert chemistry and electricity. And that's why most tech above PL3 just goes because, just, because those three disciplines.
1: So the, but does that actually block modern plastics? Yes. Okay. So even though information cluster, so even though they're not checked, they're not crossed off as a hard limit.
0: Modern plastics. Here we go. pre Prereq, expert chemistry. Plastics enter every part of modern life, from credit cards to automobile tires, to Kevlar body armor, to the packaging of snack cakes, and in parentheses, and perhaps the contents as well. Free extra chemistry. Benefits. This allows the construction of modern-era body armor and advanced composite armor, such as the kind used on newer tanks. This also allows new forms of clever packaging, such as cellophane and bubble wrap. If you place a hard limit on this advance, modern plastics will fall apart in the world. This occurs rapidly, within a day or so, and equipment that relies on modern plastics suffers a minus four on all related checks, attacks, damage, skill, and armor bonus. Magical equipment suffers the penalty, but does not deteriorate. In other words, if you have a masterwork plastic object, and you decide to make it into a magical item, it will not deteriorate, but you still get that minus four penalty.
1: Ah, but here's the question. But what if it's not crossed out, but its it's prerequisite is crossed out?
0: If the prerequisite is expert chemistry, if expert, if expert chemistry is blocked out, you can't have, it might, might, you might fall apart on it as well. Or you can't discover. Right. Because. But you,
1: I could, but I can bring in a plastic, a plastic device.
0: No, because the original concept for it, expert chemistry, the laws of chemistry in the second world do not support it. Therefore, plastics will fall apart. Because you've blocked expert chemistry.
1: Yeah, that, that wasn't clear. For where, you know, where I was getting at. yeah. So basically, so yeah. So it might as well just simply just simply crossed off everything in that in the information cluster above uh, above uh, precision machinery and atomic power. Wow, atomic power is not crossed out.
0: Yeah, but see, electricity and expert chemistry are. Well, I mean, you might as well cross them all out. Yeah. Oh, you know
1: it should be because it's crossed because it's blocked by an elemental cluster, so it's hard. Yeah, power. The, only,
0: the only prereq for atomic power is precision machinery, and that can that- be gotten through simple machinery. And yeah, well, and basic chemistry. Yeah, basic chemistry is blocked out, so you can't have precision machinery, which means no combustion engine. No. F-
1: uh, if you look at though, but simple machinery is not crossed is, is 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 proof. So.
0: You know what simple machinery is, John? Cogs and
1: gears and yes. But what I'm saying though is that while you can't develop it, I don't see a reason why why a precision why a well-made watch would stop working.
0: Because it's not considered precision machinery, that would be under the simple machinery. A well-made a well-made watch, a well-made Swiss watch, as long as you wind it up it works. Okay, precision machinery basically what they say is Advances in metal crafting, machining, and chemistry allowed the invention of firearms that carried their powder in a casing along with a bullet. This made firearms far more effective as one could now fire several shots in rapid succession before reloading, and the reloading process itself became significant more or simple. Pre-rex ironworking, simple machinery, and basic chemistry.
1: It's basically meant to make weapons.
0: Yes. Precision machiner- machining, pretty much without it, you're not going to have modern firearms. That's all that that Blocking that means And if you block any one of those 3 prereqs, you don't get Precision machinery if you put a hard limit On any one of those three Iron working simple machinery basic chemistry Your firearm basically You pull the trigger and the bullet Might go far enough and it'll just drop to the ground Because the chemical reactions Of Gunpowder don't work Now if you were to pull the al- What is it in Pathfinder the alchemical cartridge or in the Forgotten Realms, what they called smoke powder, those are alchemically done. That works. You just have to sit there and empty your bullets and put in the smoke powder as opposed to normal gunpowder. So it's just like what I just said, is that you find a magical alternative. Well, yeah.
1: But, you know, okay, I'm going to put my, put my fancy hat on. And point out that there are some crossbow designs which are just as precise and just require the same kind of machining, machining that rifles do.
0: Simple machinery. This allows the construction of simple mechanical devices such as crossbows, clocks, and the clockwork devices you see in some supplements.
1: Okay, but 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 okay, so, they're allow, so they are they are going to allow a matchlock then, because a matchlock and a uh, and a uh, flintlock are both using clockwork machine devices.
0: But it, dude, it's the gunpowder.
1: So they're blocking the gunpowder, okay.
0: Yes. As I said, you replace it with the alchemical cartridges, like in Pathfinder's um, Ultimate Combat, you have firearms.
1: Yeah, and I can see how they get combustion engine from, from, from that, because you need to be able to design so they can take the boom, boom, boom.
0: Yes, the combustion, constant explosions within the engine. You have to craft the metal hard enough in order to withstand all that.
1: Uh I can imagine a science a person who knows physics and chemistry would look at us and going but and, and yeah well
0: we're trying to keep it simple for gameplay.
1: Yeah yeah and every and not everyone is is knows knows that knows a lot about chemistry and physics and things like that and
0: Oh no, no that would have been Jerry Gentry. No, he was my go-to for chemistry and physics and would often call me on it. I'm just giving this look like shut the hell up I'm trying to run a game here. Yeah.
1: And I totally derailed you, didn't I?
0: No, no, because I I wanted to wrap this part up and I wanted to go into the fringe-worthy aspect of it to where the second world, I put it out on the fringe path so you could come in via that way and experience the second world. Now, I put it on negative 114 Prime, known as Nightwatch, with a K. Now, yes, you can come in via the fringe paths and deal with this way or via Bureau 13, either... By Bureau getting you there Your own exploration or being Shunted So you have the eight portals Now let me read the blurb Excuse me Evolved magical earth with cities, public transportation And magic indistinguishable from Technology This world resembles London From 1066 collided with 2001 It is a strange combination of Just people, the supernatural and a city police Called the night watch There is everything here that Fringeworthy would expect from fast food to use magic shops. There are rich and poor, shops, banks, and everything in between, as if it were a live-in renaissance fair. Explorers immediately trigger curiosity from Nightwatch and the Nobles. Yeah, you're going to... Yeah, that's going to be a rude awakening when you try to fire your, you know, your Falcon 45 and find out the bullet just slides out the barrel and drops to the ground, and your Kevlar vest starts, you know, disintegrating very slowly, and your... I mean the wind up should work. I mean some of the chemical processes might not work, but all the mechanical bit should work just fine. Yeah.
1: And that's what and that looks like it's in the Portals three book, am I correct?
0: Uh yeah, negative one four no portals two. Now we have the eight portals. They go to Paris, Great Moscow, the Ruins of Avalon, Beijing, China, Rich, not Bejang, Madrid, New Hispania, New York, which you can just say that's like their version of Spanish Harlem. I'd stay
1: with Beijing. Uh, Considering how many different ways it's been it's been misspelled
0: over over history. Yeah, well, Rich has also been known for the occasional typo. I mean, Love
1: technically, Peking and Beijing are the same word in are in, 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 different dialects. They're both spelt exactly the same.
0: <laughs> you know, the current the current saying that has been out for like 20 years now, is Beijing. B-E-I-J-I-N-G.
1: But but you have New Hispania, so, you know.
0: Yeah, I well, it's in New York, and I just chalked that up to, that's what Spanish Harlem is called in the city of Runes. You also have Osaka and the Sultan's Baghdad. Okay, now, Portal 1, Paris. Remember, Paris is near Berlin, so you're still going to be having... A lot of steam trains, steam, because the metal warden power not only deals with you manipulating metal, but fire to a lesser extent. Therefore, with magic items made from spells based on the warden bindings of metal, you can have steam tech running all over Europe, which you do. Berlin is at its center. So you're in Paris, and there's going to be a train line, train line running from Paris to Berlin, So you're going to be getting that 1850s, 1860s, 1870s feel in Paris, even though it's a fantasy realm. So it's going to be a very early – it's going to be a steampunky feel in a lot of Europe.
1: So the big question is Great Moscow, because what you said is most of Russia is a wasteland.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, most. Yeah,
1: and technically, a lot of folks. Uh, there are some folks saying, "Well, great, M- Moscow's more Europe than rest of yeah." You know, uh, a you know, Russian, our Russian listener, please don't take t- take uh, offense.
0: <laughs> oh, we have a Russian listener. Oh, cool. RTFO on that. Hey,
1: we mean no harm.
0: Ask us in the in the comments for the fans page and I will tell you, sir or ma'am, what RTFO means there in English. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can say it. Walk the F on and I'm not going <laughs> to exempt, you know, what the F means. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. Great Moscow. Yeah. It said most of Russia, the Russian, you know, that whole stretch there is and they say radioactive and due to the various types of techno magic weapons that can be made due to both the metal warden and the lightning warden in Tokyo yeah there are some instances and due to other instances there's instances of radioactive wastelands in the second world but yeah paris you would be getting that 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 19th century feel of yeah because there's steam tech from they import it from Berlin and all this, so yeah, you're going to be getting that. Definitely a non fantasy feel. would will be definitely steampunk. Um, Great Moscow, yeah, there would be trains to Moscow as well.
1: Yeah, I'd imagine it'd be more Peter the Great Moscow than yeah,
0: well, it is. It would be pretty much all of Europe from the Urals to Britain would be very nineteenth century feel.
1: Yeah, and just looking through there are the great mountains of glass.
0: Yeah, that was another radioactive thing. It was due to a magical conference gone wrong and two schools decided to duke it out big time. And so, yeah, that would be... The nearest one with that would be the New York portal. Yeah. Okay, um, Three Ruins Avalon. I would be assuming that that would be an island near Britain. Now, Britain... Is where London specifically is where the shadow warden power is. London is perpetually dark. So you're going to get that dark Victorian feel to it, but it's all the time. And so halflings come from Britain. So if you are a native halfling in the second world, you're going to have a dark tone to your skin. And so halflings are known to be very sneaky and not necessarily underhanded, but they're just good at clandestine type stuff. And they might have a shadow power or two. So the shat, a lot of halflings take the shadow warden bindings and stealth becomes their friend. Now these shat, these various warden bindings, which are linked to the 12 great areas, including Mars, they're kind of like superpowers. You do the time, meditation, ritual, you pay the IP... Um, Before Pathfinder You also had to pay XP But you don't lose XP In in Pathfinder So I just Okay if you read this Just ignore the XP loss Um, Yeah you can sit there And gain these various powers From these disciplines Now Stephen Palmer Peterson Only made 10 of the 12 classes I believe Pattern and Tone Were the only two That he never got around to Rune and Gate were made They are just not in this book there and some stuff that was on his site.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I, Oh. by the way, I went looking and uh, while the site is no longer there, it is on archive.org.
0: Yes. Oh, God. You're going to get all sorts of cool stuff if you go to that archive.org and check out second-world-simulations. There are modules. There's background information, more than he put in the book.
1: Well, there's downloads, but I, I didn't try them because I because usually they don't back up the downloads. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of pages, a lot of d- articles up there, so you might be able to get something from there. And also I went looking to drive through RPG. There's actually three or two or three supplements.
0: Yeah, Masters of Arms, Bodies and Souls. Yes, I use them as well. Um okay, the third, as I said, ruins of Avalon, you're gonna be coming out, it's gonna be very dark, it's gonna be an island off the coast of Britain. And if you get closer to London, yeah, you're gonna realize, yeah, it's always dark here. What's going on? And it's the power of shadow infusing everything. As I said, it's not so much an evil influence, it's just the absence of light. And the concept of stealth, and being clandestine, and some very cool shadow ability. I mean, you could sit there and attack somebody's shadow and do damage to somebody. You can use your power of shadow to gain like a form of eidetic memory. Memory. As I said, he really branched out with a lot of these powers.
1: Almost sounds like it's a he's mixing, you know, the traditional Hobbits of Thieves. I mean, halflings are thieves, but he's also t- tying in Peter Pan.
0: Uh, kinda, yeah, I kinda got that vibe. Oh no, he tapped into a lot of things. You're looking going, No, it's this one of the organizations goal-oriented energetics. Read that organization sometime and tell me if that don't. I'm not crapping on the religion or the enterprise or whatever you want to call it, depending on what country you're listening to. Don't tell me that that don't smack of the Church of Scientology. If you read Goal Oriented Energetics, G O E, one of the organizations in Second World New York, it's Scientology. Arose by any other name. But yeah, the Peter Pan thing, yeah, I kind of noticed that too with all, you know, Wendy sewing a shadow on and everything. Okay, for uh, Beijing, China Well, the nearest Great city to that would be Hong Kong Motion You go through that portal, son You're in Crouching tiger, hidden dragon territory You're going to be seeing People leaping, standing on walls Standing in mid-air Doing all these things that deal with The manipulation of kinetic energy That's what the motion warden does and I had uh, Perky Goth played a dwarf who had the motion warden. And here's this dwarf doing like 30 foot leaps in this and, you know, standing on walls and hitting harder because she was tapping into kinetic energy. Gina had a lot of fun with that. And I explained to her what that was. She's like, oh, I'm like, yeah, you get it now. So yeah, um, Beijing, China would be very close to Hong Kong. You would be getting a lot of the motion warden influence. Uh, the fifth one, Madrid. Again, you'd be still kind of on the outer edge of the whole metal warden influence with train tracks leading to central Spain. Their version of Spanish Harlem in the city of runes, um, which is, you know, codified magical sigil energy, and. As I said, the City of Ruins is a fantastic setting because you have all of these... They're, they're going to be walking in, they're going to be looking and going, yeah, okay, this is a lot like First World New York where you're going to be seeing off in the distance the skyscrapers of Manhattan. One bridge connects Manhattan to New Jersey and the Hudson Bridge and the other connects Manhattan to Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Bridge. Both bridges are constructed from solid stone and numerous shops and businesses line them. The center of the bridge provides a thoroughway for foot, horse, and carriage traffic as well as having rails for horse-drawn trolleys. Uh, Yeah, so basically you walk on these bridges, if you, like, leave the city, if you're coming in in from elsewhere, and it's like there's—it's a thoroughfare with a massive marketplace with just stores on either side. That once you walk off the main thoroughfare, it's like the boardwalk in a western town, kind of, except it's all along the bridge. So, yeah, when you come to the city, you go through Portal 6, and, yeah, you are in— the City of Runes, and you are going to be every so often this massive magical rune glowing just flashes across the side of a building and disappears. So I'm sure that to a lot of IDET personnel it's going to be like very, just like what the heck was that, you know?
1: So is there is there a large statue in the middle of the, uh, out in the
0: uh, bay? That is a good question because That would be well. It's kind of like nineteenth, you know, kind of like eighteenth, nineteenth century New York. There might be it. There's no mention. I've looked. That would be up to you know. It does. Okay. Let me put it this way, John. Let me put it this way, John. It doesn't say there isn't one there. Yeah.
1: I mean, that would be a, and it wouldn't, wouldn't that be a lady who often hold a torch, considering it's medieval? It could also be, you know, since they they, they, do have gods are out and about and they're, it looks like they're mostly Roman from the looks of it. It could be, you know, hey, you know, uh, he used to be in Rhodes, he's now in New York. (laughs) Neptune.
0: Well, no. The whole well, the whole thing with the gods is that once they realize you don't need to petition the gods directly, it's just direct faith. You could have a faith in an ideal and do divine magic here in the second world. A lot of the gods
1: having a big old statue of Neptune guarding the entrance to to the uh, to New York's New York's Bay that's kind of imposing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, there's not <laughs> anything saying that there isn't anything on Ellis Island that would be GMP on. I never really went into that. The, I think the, the the actual
1: iron that the statue of Liberty is on is entirely artificial. I think it was... Or there, it may have been just a small shoal that they built up and built up and so they actually could put the statue on it. She's not on Ellis Island. She's on a island in the, in the middle of uh, of the bay.
0: Oh, Liberty Island, I think is the name of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Liberty Island. Yeah. I can't remember if it was... Do you realize now... Okay, another cult classic Um, Splash Oh, yeah. The whole scene. The Statue of Liberty is a symbol. pachi <laughs> balls! Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, ep- uh, episode. Episode 7. No, that's right up there on my uh, entertainment center. No. Portal 7 is Osaka. You're going to be dealing with a lot of the influence of the Lightning Wardens. Where, again, it's going to be like, oh, look. You have a maglev train and... Electrically powered hover cars, which is going to be a lot like episode two and three, where they're riding around on Coruscant, but they're fighting with swords and crossbows. There's no laser pistols. There's no. Well, you could have laser pistols. See, that's the thing. It's just you'd have to find a way to make them where. Well, no, because you'd have to have the modern machinery and all that to make the stuff electronic.
1: No, I can actually see what you need to do is you need to be able to to excite the basically you need you need a Ruby rod,
0: you would just make a wand. It'd just be a wand, a lightning bolt. Is all it is.
1: It's, but yeah, but in this case, it's a ruby wand. And in case of the pistol, when you click on it, it sends out a a intense, a, it sends out a, a a heat beam instead of a laser beam. But for all intents and purposes, it's it's a it's a laser pistol.
0: A laser. Yeah, I did the air quotes and everything. No, that would be where the freaking lasers. <laughs> Sharks with freaking laser beams on their head. Yeah, um, no. The perpetrated press book arsenal, where you can, if if you're, uh, what is it, castle level third or fifth, is the prereq for technomagic firearms, where you can make everything from what is known as a munder. Hi, you're using mage hand propella, of uh, maybe a three inch long projectile at bullet speed. Or you can make, oh look, this gun shoots a lightning bolt, or a fireball, or a ray of cold, or a ray of enfeeblement, or force blast that you can do either stun or normal. And you can make those for firearms, which if you have that, that can be done in this world because it's just making a magic item. And it's applying first world technology and science and using second world magic.
1: I'm looking at, so at you at, have at uh, the flow chart they have for figuring out how to do each one of these things. I'm, on page one thirty one thirty seven, there's a flow chart
0: on, on, on the the theory advanced tree. As long as you're not harnessing elementals, you can make the firearms because all you're doing is using an evocation spell and the gun. The all the clips are the same.
1: Well, they're they're showing like uh, how you can use electric sight to create. Virtual circuit, which then can make command electronics.
0: Oh, yeah. If you have the lightning warden power, yeah. And if you bring a laser pistol, if you bring an electronic device, then as long as you are activating that power and keeping it going, yeah, then your electronics can, and of course, you can use the warden bindings to make spells like, oh, yeah, you could sit there and put a, uh, well, that's how the cell phones work. They've basically got these little electrical items that basically cover most of Manhattan. As long as you stay on the island, your cell phone works. That is the the <laughs> there is no roaming. You leave Manhattan; it's it's a p it's a piece of it's a paperweight. But yeah, in Tokyo. Oh no, there would be electronics if you were to come through because of all the stuff with the lightning warden. And if you had some type of electronic, oh yeah, we'll just recharge it on the. It would almost be like. It would almost be like Tesla, where just the ambient power of the lightning warden would recharge it instantly. And that's when you'd be going, "Okay, we have a problem here. I didn't even get it. What did you call it? The altar, the the synthetic. Oh, yeah, the wireless charging. Yeah, I've seen that. Those are cool. But yeah, all of a sudden you walk through and your stuff's automatically recharged as soon as you come through the portal there in Osaka. Yeah, I'd be wondering about, okay, and then you would find out about the Lightning Warden and how just the power, and hey, the power of electricity, that's also for weather control. This is Bruce Sheffer saying, there are a million, million worlds out there,
1: so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying, keep your powder dry and
0: keep those cards and letters coming in.
1: This is Richard Tahoka. Wait till you see
0: what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun.
1: Yo, brothers, this was the TriTech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts. Because we're some bad mothers.
0: Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me... Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.